0: Lucas Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. HGA is revolutionizing the industry by implementing software that will allow them to scan, analyze, and grade cards without subjectivity. This allows for consistent and unbiased grading. They have an easy submission process and best-in-class customer service. Their pricing model is simple. Pay by the day, not by the value of the card. And when they say 10 business days, they mean 10 business days.
1: I'm not even going to ask questions this morning. We got Cage. He's uh, he's coming to us live from his uh, garage right after a show. So I think <laughs> he has some really, really important news to bring us. No, so <laughs> uh, over there in uh, Long Island, New York, uh, passing it to you, Cage.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, when it gets rainy out here and it gets crazy, I like to go in the garage mm-hmm. and maybe smoke a cigar, you know, watch the rain and that kind of stuff. So it's cool stuff. You know I mean? I don't do it that often anymore because, you know. It's COVID, so you gotta have good lungs. But, you know, might as well you celebrate, you have some fun. Proud dad today at the card show. Ian was holding court. I got some pictures, it's really funny stuff. Um, you know, it's fun. Um, I walked down the aisle on one of the shows and uh you know, a guy I never never saw him before, never even got a chance to like catch up with him because it was crowded in the show. He you know, you got a little fist coming at you like this and he's like, Love the show, man, and you get a little fist bump and it just keeps walking. <clears throat> And I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. It's awesome, man. You know, like, thank you. Thanks for listening. You know, I didn't even get a chance because, you know, walking in, in between the tables and stuff. It's nuts. It's like, you know, packed and everybody's got their cases. Everybody's got their fun stuff. Um, I already know what my cardboard relevant will be for the day. Um, and I'm going to talk about it on this episode, if you like. Um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. Um I don't what was think, the general
1: vibe at the show? What was the general so people? Happy that's, people.
0: That's what the relevant will be about, right? So if, if you'll allow me to. I mean, I know I kind of I sometimes steal the beginning of these the intros on it. But
1: I'd love your take
0: on it, right? Because it's been a while since you're at a live card show. And, I mean, I've been at many, many shows. I've had tables at shows. You know, when I was a kid, I got tables on in high school. You know, a showcase and the whole deal, you know. And um, it's funny because this show that I go to, this local show, probably 30 tables, something like that. And it's like the same guys, the same guys over and over again, but here's the 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 change in the vibe, and then I'll also talk to you about like you know a couple things that happened at the show. The change in the vibe is this: one, there are people walking around handing out business cards, which never really happened, and we're talking about like like every time Ian would buy Pokemon, someone would hand them a card for like their card and gift shop, you know, like. Hey, we got Pokemon cards here. Come, we're like four blocks away from the show, you know? So that's just local businesses, you know, like leave here and come buy Pokemon at our store, you know? So that's one. And two, every third or fourth table, when you were talking to the guys about their cards and stuff like that, they would give you a business card and say, hey, I'm about to open a store. I'm going to open a store in this town. I'm about to open a store here, which is a little weird one because like brick and mortar is difficult no matter what, you know what I mean? But I I, I guess there are a lot of people who are looking to do this now and take advantage of, you know, a Panini contract, a tops contract, being a brick and mortar, getting wax cheap, maybe breaking it and and that kind of stuff. So it's just, you know, that was definitely two different things uh, as far as the vibe goes. Two things, uh, takeaways from the show that I'll tell you, all right, if if, if I'm allowed. Um, Then we can talk about Ian making deals and that kind of stuff. But number one, it's still a curmudgeon life. It's still an uh, old type of dealer life, right? So, like, one guy had a Giannis. Like, like socks
1: and sandals with khaki shorts?
0: No, I mean, like, thinking about the dress and the whole deal, I just talk about the way that they're doing business, right? So, so one guy had a Giannis Prism Rookie PSA 10. And we all know that, you know, week and a half ago, you can get those like 1900, 1950 on eBay. You know, with them sweeping, maybe it's 2000, 2100, 2200, you know, maybe even a little more now. Who knows? Um, but I say to the guy how much you want for that. Figuring even if he's on the high side of eBay, comps and it's twenty-two fifty. He's gonna take ten percent off, you know, because that's what he'd be getting off of eBay anyway, and be able to get the thing for cash under two grand. He's
1: twenty-five hundred.
0: Three thousand. I said three thousand. Like that's fifty percent more than what I expected you to try to charge me. And he's like, "Do you know what these things were worth last year?" And I said, "As a matter of fact, I do." I said, <laughs> "You know, if you'd like." sell me some bitcoin at last year's price and i'll pay you that too if you want you know i like, not not that. i to swear you. i did i swear i did he's you no, know what no, these he's things were worth last, last year? year yeah you know what these things were worth like these things were worth so much more last year and i'm like okay but that's not how Business works. You know what I mean? Like a lot of things with different price last year. <laughs> I'll go through the rest of your showcase and offer you prices from last year. On try some of try the to do ones. that
1: with uh gas you know, next time you're filling up your tank.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's just – so it's just funny that that – I mean, and you know, I actually like out of the ear shot of everybody. I'm like, listen, next time, like just don't put that card out. You know, like why would you even put it out if you're expecting to get three grand for it? And he's like, well, maybe somebody doesn't know the eBay comps and they'll pay me for that. Maybe they think it's, I'm like, okay, well, that's that, That's the kind of guy, then, then that's fine. I, I, I guess I get that. It's not something I would ever do. Um,
1: Doesn't yeah. that guy realize the chain of events that happens after that? So with social media, that's super interesting is if you, and a card hobby is quick to jump to judgments. If you do that, and let's say someone does come and buy that card for $3,000, they are going to more than likely post that card on the internet. Right. And they're going to eventually find out that they overpaid by 50 percent for that card. And now this guy's reputation, both online and in person, is going to be hurt just because of five, six, seven hundred bucks extra. It, if you're trying to be in the business long term, I can't see how that that's a sustainable strategy.
0: So here's the other part of it. Right. And it's um, it's just a. um a misfire by the people who are there right and not understanding the way that the card world has kind of trended in the last year or two there are a load of young kids there we're talking like luca jersey tatum jersey you know late teens um you know 18 16 22 whatever and a lot of the tables at the show are not their cup of tea trust me there are people there who have cards they want a lot of money for them, and that's fine, and it's cool stuff to look at. But these guys, you could tell, because they're there with their cases, they're there with their shop gem mint, or her, you know whatever else you know case they have. And you know, Ian will walk up to them and say, "Hey, you guys want to trade? I have a case." You know, he brought an entire case of just Ian's cards, and they'll say, "Okay, let's trade." Hand it to the guys who ran the show in Wayne that I was at last time, because they actually had a trade room. You know, you paid to get in, and they had their main floor with. But then in the back they had tables set up, trade room. Ian was able to sit down, put his cards out in there, people to trade, make deals with each other, right? Which is cool because that's a lot of what the hobby has become, right? It's become just not just buy sell. It's become a community, right? And these are people you can you know you can meet, people you can make long term deals with. Not to mention if you trade a card with somebody there, you know you've just gotten rid of something you thought you couldn't get rid of or something else. Maybe you take that card out to one of the dealers and give them a discount on it now for cash, or maybe you trade that card with one of the dealers. Or maybe you know maybe it, it it can only benefit the guys out on, on the floor with the you know with their you know their stuff if, if there are trades going on plus it brings more people into the show so here's what happened I was at this show two months ago I didn't go to the one last month this this plain view local long Island show so Ian walks up to two guys is like, hey, I got these cards. Let's trade, you know? So Ian walks over. And in the back room, they have like a separate room. Confident young
1: fella. I wonder where yeah, he gets them from.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, but he's, he's got a box full of cards. He's got like good stuff, you know? So, you know, and he, he's never like, oh, I'm only looking for football or whatever it is. You know, he, he wants to see what people have, right? So, so. In the back room, there's a couple tables of, like, you know, vintage. Here, vintage bargains. Fill out your 1973 top set, you know, twelve the 12 cents a car, whatever it is. And then there's a couple of, like, little area where we last time made some trades. People were just sitting there. So there's a couple of tables not being used. They have, like, sheets on them and stuff. So Ian takes his box, puts it out. These other two kids take their box. They put them out. They're starting to, you know, look at the cards. How much you want for this? What do you want for this Giannis? What do you want for these cards? You know, like, like let's figure out a trade. How about a Tatis? How about this? You know, trade, trade, trade. And the guy who runs the show comes over. And as he's walking over, the two kids are like, we're going to have to close up shop. He threw us out last time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He threw you out. Like, why would he throw you out? And I'm like, no, you'll see. He's, so the guy comes over and he says, you guys can't do this here. And I said, well, what do you mean? They can't do what? It's kids. Like, my, my son is seven years old. Well, I got guys who pay for tables. right? These guys pay for tables. If they see you, they're going to get crazy and complain to me. I said, wait, wait, wait. Tell me what the rules are. Right? Because no one here is buying cards from each other. There's no cash tra- changing hands here. It's just people who came to your show who ultimately, like myself, will most likely spend money with your dealers out there who now want to have a little bit of an area to make trades of their cards. Is that alright with you? There's no... Yeah, yeah, but don't let it get any bigger than this. Just these three, three, four people that you got here. If it gets any bigger than this, you guys, you can't be doing this here. There's people who paid money to have a table at the show. I'm like... I mean... 5% of me sort of gets it, right? I mean, you know, the guys want to have trades, but every one of these guys, they offered their cards to trade to every one of these dealers already, and they all passed, right? So so this is now like trade, trade, trade. But of course, what do you think happens? Three minutes go by, and four other people with their cases see that that's what's going on in the back room. Obviously, there's a need for this, right? Because this is what everybody wants to do, because the dealers have comps from February, and they all want to trade and rip people off. But now you got a whole. B- I said, okay, guys, we're going to go to the lobby. Let's go. And everybody closes up their case. And I take, you know, 10 people. Ian's got his thing. We go to the lobby, of the hotel. It's a frigging wedding going on. But now, because of the stance that the owner, the guy who runs the show, has taken, 10 people with like one kid had a Luca Red PSA 10 in his case. You know, he's like, ah, you know, he had Burrow, Gold, 10, I mean, like legit cards. Like if I were a deal with the show, I wouldn't want that walking out. You know what I mean? No way. But because of the stance he took, he actually just sent 10 big time, you know, card collector, the the people who could be spending money out of your show. Like you, you were in a business, right? What's the, what's the cardinal sin? You don't want people leaving the business, right? These people are going to spend money. It's like a car salesman, right? Never let them out the door.
1: This is uh, something I've seen so many times, man. And it's, uh, it's actually quite simple. Some people run businesses for the short term. Some people run businesses long-term and when it's short term, you're always nickel and diming. You're always finding places to cut corners. You're always worried about, Oh, I didn't get $5 here or someone's going to complain about a table. If you're playing the long-term game and you want to plan events, you know, 12, 14, 20 events in the next few years, you're thinking long-term and how do you make this a great experience? For your customers. Meanwhile, right. he's got
0: thirty, he's got thirty tables, right? Everybody's charged fifty bucks a table, hundred bucks a table, whatever it is. You know what the guy should do? That back room where he's got all this extra space, he should set up 10 tables over there, enough room for 20 people, whatever it is, and call it a trade area and charge people five dollars to get into the trade area and make trades with people. And then that
1: use, that money, you know. use that money
0: use that money and dipping it back up to the people who are buying the the uh, tables and defray their cost.
1: And then no, everybody's no, I mean, happy. We could keep we could keep rocking with that idea. He could hire a videographer no. And after these kids do a trade, you create a, a video, kind of a highlight reel of everything that goes on in your show. You interview some kids. So tell me, you know, you came into the show with with Lucas. Lucas your Luca your favorite player? Yeah, yeah, Lucas my favorite player. I love Luca. Now I have three Luca cards and I came in with one. And you create this like little highlight reel, three to six minutes long, and you post it on YouTube. The fun at whatever show sure. at Wayne.
0: Yeah. And you, yeah become customers.
1: you become viral. People send it around. People want to be a part of what you're building. It's um it, it's just back to that that statement I had where you know, for the for the party to grow, you have to grow the pie. You can't just take the pie. Like you said the dealers, they're going to be mad that they got a bad deal. But they're just all taking from the same pie they should be how do we grow this pie how do we keep kids excited how do we get people back into the hobby how do we get crypto enthusiasts to want to come to shows but
0: think, how about silly think it is, is right them. yeah I mean huh? they, but it's a, it's penny wise and pound foolish it really is like they should be thinking that way and here I'll give you an example right so Ian is out there and you know I I bought um
1: hey should um, we start an, should we start a show I yeah, would love to be a business. A
0: hundred percent. We should start. We should start a show. We should start. We should have tables at the show. We should have like kid-friendly
1: areas. What role would what what I play at the table. show? What role, what role would I play at the show? Would I be that yeah. guy stomping around? You'll be the MC. You're going to have a DJ behind you. You have a microphone. You can walk from table to table. Big deal going
0: on here. Sasha Tomadon about to rip off this 12 year old. Come on, everybody. Come take a look.
1: Be the MC I, I love hosting, man. I love when people come to your show or your cafe or your house and they have a good experience. I love the hosting. I don't like to be the center of the party, but I love to host. So,
0: yeah. but think about this, right? I get butthurt. I hold grudges, right? So, Ian's out there, and one of the Kobe jersey card things that I bought for $75, or whatever it was, someone threw in a couple of freebies with it. Yeah, two cards, a Kobe 05 Chrome base, and the same year, 05 Chrome Dwayne Wade base. Just two base cards. So when that came in a package, I wasn't expecting those. I gave him to Ian, and he put him in his case. So he happened to be over there, and somebody was like, I'll give you $50 for those two Chrome cards. And Ian's like, okay, fine. They were free. My dad gave them to me for free. You know, he looks up the eBay comms, sees what they sell for. He got 50 bucks. What do you think the first thing he says to me is? Let's go back in the show. I want to buy some Pokemon cards. So he's now taking that money that he would not have had if they got thrown out or they didn't allow these trades and he's spending it with one of the dealers. He came back out, opened his cards. Somebody else asked him the, whether or not he would take 80 bucks for a 2012 prism, Derek Jeter. He took that, got the 80 bucks, ran said, yeah. back in. Yeah. He said 80 bucks, whatever, you know, you went back in, he checked the eBay comps. The last one sold for $86. He said, I'll take the 80. Great. Runs back in, buys a box of Pokemon cards. So, I mean, it's just, it's stupid, you know, but whatever it is, what it is, you mean, obviously. I mean, you're,
1: you're, you're, spot on. I mean, what, wh- what is there left to say? I, I think for every experience like that, there are experiences where there's show, um, hosts or show MCs, whatever you call it, like whatever that guy's role is where they do do it right. It's just, as, as the hobby grows, you're going to see some people that don't get it. And some people that do get it.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, the, the hobby has changed, right? Trading is was always a part of it right but now it's a huge part the contents a part of it like you said with the videos you know a podcast you name it like you know the, the show in sydney had our friends double coverage doing like live podcasts of it right and they had like panelists and stuff obviously it's a bigger show this is just a local show it's been going on like this forever and it's the same guys been doing it for the longest time and that's fine how come, you know what?
1: how come no athletes
0: well because of covid still but this show used to have that back room that I'm talking about used to be where where someone would sign they would have people sitting there signing the autographs. So they they, they they, 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 have done that. And this isn't like – I'm telling you, it's not a big show. But still, like, you know, come into this century, guys. You know, realize, you know, realize that there are kids spending money. You know, it's it's sad to see this, you know, 55-, 60-year-old guy look down at these kids because they got a Tatum and a Luca jersey on and they look like they're out of high school. And they are. But you know what? This guy has more in his gem mint box than half your dealers have at their table. You know, so it's it's silly. It's like don't judge a book by its cover kind of thing. You think you'd be rude and throw these guys out of your show? Why for trading? It's it's real stupid. It Really is. Well, well it
1: reminds me of like when you would raise your hand in school and you'd be like, "Hey, can I uh, can I go like take 15 minutes and like go go to the bathroom or like go to the hallway or like make a call or do something?" That you know, I would allow it for you, but if I allow it for you, I have to allow it for everyone else. Yeah, That's I've great. always hated what teachers said. You know, can I wear my hoodie today or can I wear my hat today? I would, but everyone else is going to ask too. And I just, I can't allow everyone to do that.
0: You know what's amazing about it?
1: Not my What favorite.
0: you, you want to say to these guys, well, you know, if your dealers feel that, that strongly about it, maybe they should, maybe they should trade at their tables. You know, maybe they should be a little less like greedy. You know, maybe they should or, or let may, people trade at their table.
1: Or, or maybe you should be a pretty good salesperson, given you're in a sales role and explain to the dealers it's in their best interest. Yeah. Maybe. Isn't that your job? So I'm gonna go. Remember, this is a, an episode about making plays and making people money. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, listen,
0: that was my show. That's that's my show. I had a great time. Ian had a great time. We opened some Pokemon. We ripped some boxes. My brother went with me. My little brother six seven opened up a a box of Allen and Ginter and got an auto out of ten of some graphic designer last name Ackerly. So I don't know who the hell it is, but out of a blaster to get a, a you know one of those Allen and get their framed autos out of ten, he was like, "Yeah, now nah, I gotta go find out who this is." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who God, is, it? I, who it, is was, it? It, it? It's it's a female graphic designer. Her last name is Ackerley. No idea, no clue. But he got an auto out of ten out of a out of a retail blaster. So no, there, no. You can't go wrong. But yeah, so you got some plays. You want to make people money. You want to you know let. I'd love to talk about it. You know, basketball I mean, starting up today. Four good games going today. We got the Hawks and the Knicks playing as we record this.
1: The Hawks and Knicks. It's Hawks lead by four at the half. Uh, the Bucks swept. They're on to the next round. We got the Lakers coming up at two thirty. Which is early for a West Coast game. That's an early game. And we got the Nets, Tyler
0: Hero yeah. didn't look that bad. They gave him some minutes. He actually looked pretty good yesterday's game. I mean, they didn't win, but you know, I think he scored fourteen points in like twenty something minutes. You know, they yeah. I was I was on Twitter. All the games they played, and, and I actually saw people tweeting like, "Why are you taking Hero out? Like he's your offense. Like put Hero back in." I was like, oh, there you go, there you go."
1: It's funny how expectations work, right? Like, apparently the the Heat had a horrible season after going to the finals and then uh, making it six seed. Like, uh, I I don't know. I guess it is slightly a down year for the Heat, but I think they have a lot of young talent. They're gonna be they're gonna have a really bright future.
0: I'm going to like, let you go crazy because I've stolen so much. But my play in this offseason is going to be people are going to absolutely be dumping Tyler hero guards. I'm talking about think- numbered prism. I'm going to buy a couple of them. That's going to be like a gamble, like, like gamble play, because I think he's going to start. He's going to play next year. He's going to have a couple of big games. He's going to play, you know, so, and that team is good. That team didn't forget how to play basketball. You know, Pat Riley is always going to be awesome. He's always going to find a way to put good talent on the floor. And they're never going to be a crappy team. And it's not going to take much for him to regain. He doesn't have to get anywhere near where he was. You know what I mean? But he's been so beaten up. I bet you get, you know, if you want to buy Prism PSA 10s, it'll probably be like, you know, 20 bucks, maybe even less in the offseason, right? So so watch, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be looking for that. There's a play for you. I'll be looking for some Tyler Hero stuff.
1: No it's, funny, it's funny you say that because my play is actually the exact same thing. It's a guy that's just been beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down, and you're going to get him on like pennies on the dollar. Uh, compared to his upside, and I don't think he even has to fulfill his upside. I think he, you could sell into the first 10, 20 games of next season, and he's going to be more expensive or more valuable than he is now. Do you want to take a guess? This guy was drafted second after DeAndre and before Luka Doncic. Mm, so was pretty
0: 2018 specific. 2018 basketball draft. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna guess it. For I'm Duke. Not gonna, I'm, I'm not Marvin guess. Bagley. Not you ever heard of that guy? For the for the Kings Bagley you ever heard of? Marvin. Yeah, of course. I don't
1: like Marvin Bagley, but he's 22 <laughs> years old. He's 22 years old, and he had a game this season after his injuries, after he's had three season ending injuries or three really big injuries in four years, but he's still twenty-two years old. And his cars have gotten demolished. When he's come back, he put up a thirty-two and twelve game against the Pacers. He's What's put his up some contract.
0: Big- is his contract up this year? Or because I Sacramento, think going, is Sacramento, I think he's going tough. to. That's
1: I think okay. he's going into a contract year too. But but take a guess. What do you think is PSA tennis selling for?
0: Uh forty dollars.
1: Thirty bucks. Wow. So so I was,
0: uh, I was purposely going low. <laughs> you're going thirty bucks
1: less less than a grading fee now from BSA. I'm not saying go um prison base. I would go like a blue ice or a purple ice. Like you could buy a purple ice of Marvin Bagley for three hundred bucks. Now you're you're getting a card that. Let, let, let's take his accolades aside. Let's say he he doesn't have a good year or whatever. That was still a thousand thousand five hundred dollar card in a boom market just because of what all other comps were. Now you're getting. I'm looking at a purple ice right now. Uh, purple ices are out of yep out of one forty nine for three hundred and five bucks. I bet in the dead of summer, that's even going to come down a little bit further. And I think you could buy into a guy like this who still has upside, who's going into a contract year, who has talent, who's going to play. And he's 22 years old. He's 22 years old. So you mentioned like Tyler Hero's been beat up. I mean, anyone who's been holding Bagley cards, they basically have dumped them by this point. Even the truest believers of Bagley. Let his cards go, and you could get a blue parallel, red parallel, any of these parallels in the one to two, three hundred buck range. I wouldn't go base. You could go the silver PSA tens, a hundred dollar card. I would take a look at it because you could say what you want, but by no means at twenty two can you say a guy's career is done. Is that fair to say? A hundred percent, hundred percent. The guy is talented. His only critique was that he gets injured a lot. Now, could he keep getting injured? Sure. So but what's your downside? He's already been beaten up. He already had three season-ending injuries and the cards have prices have reflected that. I think it's an an interesting gamble with that has significant upside and maybe some very low limited downside.
0: Yeah, cuz he's already been beat to hell. Listen, we can yeah, probably come up with a bunch. Like that is a play right now. That is a huge play. Um cuz everything's been beat down. Right? Yeah. So so when the market goes down, look for You look for one of two things, right? You look for something that is a rebound candidate, which is perfect, what you're talking about, same as the Tyler Hero that I'm talking about. And it's funny, you gave Tyler Hero a thousand times, I can't believe he's going to be my play. But the other other way to do it is, when the market goes down, sometimes blue chips that have performed fine as a company also go down because the whole overall market is going down. So that's another place I would look, you know, baseball. It seems like every time Tatis comes up, he's hitting a home run. He did it yesterday, ninth inning down 3, hit a bomb onto the train tracks against Houston. The team ultimately went and won that game. You know that card it's like 170 bucks now. You know, people at the show, cash price, you know, you buy 10 of them, uh, 1500 bucks. You know, that's cheap now. That card was over $300, you know? That's a, that is, you're now getting into bargain territory for him. And is he going to win the MVP this year? I mean, who knows? There's 2 thirds of the season left. You never know what's going to happen. But this is a young guy, face of a game you name it. I would start looking at Acuña. As good as he's playing, that card's under two hundred bucks, hundred seventy-five. Same as like the Tatis, Juan Soto, same kind of scenario, right? So, can I say you know, something about the
1: Padres real quick? i don't mean to yeah, uh, on your MVP thing. Uh, motivation is a crazy thing, and we talked about this a few times in the in the season preview. But the Padres knew going into the season they had very slim margin forever because of how good the Dodgers were. The Dodgers, they're they're, they're playing not like cocky, but you know what I mean, like. They know how good they are. They just won the World Series. You kind of, like, sleepwalk through the beginning of the season. The Padres, Tatis, that whole team through and through. They're first in the uh, NL West, but they're playing be- like they know that they have no margin forever. They want that number one seed. So that yeah. also plays into the fact that they're not t- like they're not resting on their laurels.
0: Yeah, and it's a good young team. Got a lot of good players on that team. A lot of really good players. And, um, yeah, I mean, look, Padres, Tatis is one of them. But, I mean, so many. There's so many guys. You know, Aaron Judge, he seems to have a hot streak once every year. You know, and his cards are like nothing. And and I'm not telling you got to hold these cards forever. I'm just telling you, you know, when it rides down, if you think that, if you're planning to stay in the hobby, you think the hobby is going to spike back up at some point, which I believe it's going to. These are the kind of cards, the you know, those those industry leaders that will ride the wave back up, right? So and you don't have they don't have to go up that much for you to make. If you're able to buy Tatis a ten pack for 150 bucks, $1, fifteen hundred dollars. It goes back to 225. You you just made 750 bucks. 225 is nowhere near the high of where it was. So that's, you know, it's it's one of those plays where um, you don't always have to be looking for the one that's beat down because he was injured or beat down because he had a bad year. That's definitely one. And those have more upside. And if they're beat down enough, the downside is small, like your Badgley play, right? Like Tyler Hero, you know? But I, I also like to look at the ones that, you know, they're still performing and their cards are going down. So...
1: I mean Trey is a good example of that people beat me up for Trey not, not investing in Trey in last August. I think now's the time to invest in Trey. I mean you're you, you, to buy back in, yeah. I mean think about it. You're probably getting him for you're getting him for what fifty percent of what he was when we spoke in August. Definitely. But you have a full winning season under the belt, so you have you're getting a better player with more experience and more track record. So you, you don't have to worry about the risk. You just saw what he can do. They're beating the Hawks, the Knicks now too, and you're getting him for fifty percent off. So timing is important. Like it's not always like buy, buy, buy. Like you could wait for these periods. You know, as Warren Buffett says, we quoted that to 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 infinity. Uh, You could wait for these periods when there's dip buy opportunities. I think Trey is. I think it'd be foolish not to buy into a Trey Red or a Trey Blue Prism. I mean, it it, it, it would be foolish, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, because the I'm telling you, last Red sold for under four. The last red silver about what the Silvers were at that peak.
1: Well, so. I, was, I was looking at this card, Cage. I'm curious what you think of this. Uh, so did you ever see like the – they're called Panini Prism Rookie Signatures, but they're really Select Signatures? Have no. you seen them or no?
0: No. So the Rookie Signatures is just a different – it's not from Select. The Prism, it's from Select. All right, so that's a different one. I'd love to take a look. If you could share the screen, we can take a look and
1: we'll see what's what what going
0: you know, because there's two type of autos in Prism. You know, for the for the rookie guys, these ones. Yeah, that's select. That's definitely select. Yeah,
1: but but it's it's code. Benini. Oh, okay. They mislabeled the other one. Then
0: okay. yeah, that's select. Yeah, that's not Benini. that's a Prism.
1: They mislabeled the this, this this. They do that quite a bit, huh?
0: Yeah. Well, because people put Prism in to make it uh, to make you know that catches more searches on eBay. You write prism in a title, even if it's select, by the way, that's, that, that's the proof. That's all the proof I need. Also, um, that prism is the King people still on eBay. They they put the word prism in when they're selling a card that's not from prism because they know, <laughs> they know people will be searching for prism. That just shows you what the demand is.
1: But, but, but I like those cards, by the way, those, um, and they don't and have the course. RC, they don't have the RC stamp, but what's cool. I went to, so guys, I don't know if you know this, you can type in like a certification number of, uh, and this is cooler for like higher pop or medium pop cards to see the track record of the sales history that they had. Okay. Did you use this on PSA? Yep. So like if you go PSA, so guys, this is what you do. You go PSA, uh, serial number lookup. You search like uh, the card I searched was the Trey young 2018 Panini. See, dude, it's look, I'm telling you right now, look, I'm sharing the screen. I'm sorry guys for, for audio listeners. I know this isn't the best, but, You'll have to bear with me. They labeled it, Panini did, Panini Prism Rookie Signatures. But it's not supposed to be that.
0: So sometimes, so that's a silver prism.
1: No, it's not.
0: I know, but so sometimes they put the wrong sale in. That happens a lot on PSA. So,
1: no, they look, Panini Prism.
0: Yes. so it's They mislabeled mis- it. Yeah, it's a mislabel. That's a select, that's a select auto.
1: But what I was doing it's was a, I was searching right yeah. I was searching the serial number in in uh, PSA certification to see the previous history of prices. Yep. And w- what this shows me is there's a bit of a flight to quality when it comes to some low pop like that's a low pop card. There's a pop, pop PSA uh, pop twenty eight, I apologize. Well that card went from six hundred dollars May second, now it's sold for eighteen ninety nine cage. Try wow. on yeah. So not all cards are going down.
0: No, definitely not. That's a hundred percent correct. The right cards are going up. Low pop, ones that still have demand. You know, also ones that are not being graded and just continuously coming back from PSA. Um, you know, Trey Young base prism. You know, I graded fifty five of those ones yep. myself. You know, one sub fifty five. <laughs> so if I'm doing that, think of how many of them are out there. You know, being graded. So. A lot of stuff. A lot of trades.
1: Your play? Or are you going to get out of here without a play? Or did you give a play? So, so far, I've given
0: by Tyler Hero, by Tatis, by Acuna, by Soto. Um, If you want me, I can come up with more than just those four. (laughs) And I mean, I always specific, have are, you, are you
1: saying by like the, the the tops paper? I'm saying yeah, no. So
0: yeah, the tops paper on those definitely because they've been beat down enough. Even though those are cards that that fly against the whole like um, you know uh, those are high pop cards. I think that everybody is now hearing that and just jumping off ship on on the high end guys. Those are still going to be your entry level cards, and the price they're at is that Tati's going to be a thousand dollars, probably not. People thought it might be a thousand dollars when it was going over three hundred last year because they were comparing it to like Mookie Betts and those guys, right? But the flip side is same same scenario, like you're talking about. Find something that's lower pop. We've given Mookie Betts a million times, but it's the same same. It's the year of the same year as Giannis, right? Like Giannis' prism cards are going to be less. They're not going to be high pop, right? Same as Mookie Betts, Tom's Chrome card, right? They're going to be the pops on those are not going to be crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at the show, I'm going to tell you, you know how many um, Acuna tops PSA 10 cards I saw? Zero. Mm. Not one. Nobody with them. Right? Not a single person. You know how many Soto's I saw? One Chrome, one paper.
1: Is that you because know? it was mostly NBA?
0: Oh, I think probably because people don't want to sell them at the price that they're at now because these are dealers who were probably looking to sell them for $300 a couple of months ago. You know, or even less than a couple of months ago. So, um, you know, I don't really see too many of them there. Um, But, yeah, man, listen, here's the the thing. We talk about, like, how um, it's going to be tough because PSA's, you know, got all this backlog and all these cards are coming out now. Well, guess what? We will run through that, right? And just like Michael Jordan and LeBron Chrome Refractor hit highs and they've come down because more of the supply comes on the market, you have to do that same type of analysis now as PSA returns are coming back. Fast forward six months, when PSA returns are all back, right? You're not going to have this flood of Tatis cards anymore, this flood of Soto cards, even if, you know, those are cards that people were great in to begin with anyway, so I don't know how many of those are going to come back. Um, but ultimately, we're going to hit a floor. And how much lower can the floor be on those cards than $150, $175? Can't be much lower than that. I don't think it can be, especially when they were double that already last year when they were playing, you know, when they were playing uh, – you know, at a high level. So to me, the flip side to it, instead of complaining about, oh, PSA and all the stuff's coming back and all the delays and the whole deals, to start to formulate a strategy of what you do. Watch those cards and realize that that glut of supply is soon going to be gone. and And you may have some upside there because people are pricing in. They're already beating these cards down because they're pricing in so many tens coming back. And if you pay real attention to the grading coming back now, Maybe there won't be as many 10s on those cards coming back as people think. Maybe all of the good ones have already been graded. So, you know, and and people are discounting them based on the fact that they think there's going to be so much more supply. Maybe most of that supply is already in. Maybe, you know, maybe the the huge supply number, the huge pops has already been realized. You met Jay
1: Cardboard Dreams today. I did. did. You you want to talk about that?
0: It's cool to hang out with you know with 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 audience members. I, I can't wait to do a show where we got you know we got people from Luca Nation you know going over there. And you know Jay was looking to buy. I'm gonna tell a story, Jay. I hope you don't get mad. Jay was looking to buy an Acuna, um, what where I'm talking about here, an Acuna tops uh, update PSA ten. You know the bat up, not the bat down. Nothing crazy. He was looking to buy one. He's like, I want to get one. You think I can get one close to a hundred dollars? And I'm like. Not really. I don't think so because that's like significantly less than what eBay is. But go ahead and look around the show and see if uh, you know, see if anybody has those. See if anybody's got them, and see what kind of deal you do. He found a LeBron. He was hoping somebody gave a discount on a LeBron. You name it. You know he would hang out. We you know watch Ian and my nephew open up some Pokemon cards, and I'm like, you know, Jay, how how'd you do on the Acuna? And he says, "Uh, I you know, I did all right. You know, you know, nobody was really willing to sell it anywhere near the hundred that I wanted to sell it for. So I open up my box of PSA stuff and I go, pick which one of these three you think looks the best. And I had three Acuna PSA tens and he picked one. And I said, Do you want to spend a hundred bucks? A hundred bucks? That's fine with me. Go ahead and take it for a hundred bucks. And he's like, ah, I spent some money in the show. I only got ninety-seven dollars on me. You take ninety-seven? I said, Here's Take the Acuna, his seven dollars back in case you need to buy a pack of gum when you're driving out of here. So Jay got a Acuna PSA ten for ninety bucks. <laughs> so and I love doing that. And Jay, you know he watched me. I, I made a trade. I had an Mbappe Prism PSA ten, and uh, one of the guys we were making trades with, you know, Ian was trading with also. He had a Luca base Prism, right? And he's like, hey, would you do? You know, uh, uh, can we work a trade for the Luca for the Mbappe? And I'm like, sure, you want to trade straight up? And he looks at the comps and he's like, actually, you know, the Luca, the comps on those are a little higher than Mbappe by about eh, like a hundred bucks. Right. So I don't know if I could do it straight up. So I said, OK, so my goal is for you to leave here and tell your friends, all right, I did really good on this trade. Listen to how I got, look what else I got. Look what I, I, I did. I don't want you going back to your friends and saying, oh, this is my trade. And your friend saying, you got ripped off. That leaves a horrible taste. You're a kid. You know what I mean? I think he was like 17 years old. Uh, meanwhile, I got his Instagram, and he, he's got more followers than me by a long shot on Instagram, right? So it's funny. But I said, how about this? You think if you went back and told your friends that you gave a Luca, you got the Mbappe, and this Tatis PSA 10 rookie tops card in trade, you think they would they would say you made, you made a great deal? And he's like, yeah, they would think that was great. I go, so then take it. Tell your friends what a hard bargain you drove. So he left with a Tatis PSA 10. Like I'm like Santa Claus at the show, man. I don't know. I
1: have. Fun well, it's funny. Him. Like it, it's uh, don't get what is it? Um, don't leave some meat on the bone, right? You know, like these should, guys. Yes, but I want to say uh, you can't see the forest from the trees. That that whole quote we do. Yep. You probably has have the largest collection or one of the largest collections at this show, and I think a lot of people, if they knew that, they would want to emulate that. Uh, and here you are talking about some of the ways that you go about it doing that and you leave meat on the bone with such, the lower end deals, but somehow it ends up playing itself out. Uh, it's, it's just cool. I think a lot of people out there could take because a lot of times we think when we're generous, we're going to end up with the short end of the stick. But I think we learn over time generosity actually it's just the abundance mindset the more generous you are the kinder you are the more you leave meat on the bone that doesn't mean you get taken advantage of of course yep. but you leave meat on the bone for other people you give discounts you, you you understand how to do that it ends up coming back to you in in multiples so it, it's actually a cool lesson it's a great way to to put a bow on this uh, on this episode a little different vibe but i couldn't have picked a better vibe for a sunday episode than what we brought here today
0: Yep, love it, Luca Nation. We gotta, we gotta, I can't wait to see you guys at a show. It's a lot of fun, man. It's really cool interacting. Like, that was that was almost surreal. Like, somebody, I guess, maybe because of Cardboard Relevant, somebody recognized me and was like, Hey, you love the show, you know? I was like, All right, cool, you know? And then he was gone, just vanished. So, that's it's it's fun stuff, right? So, uh, we love you, Luca Nation. And if anybody else wants a bargain, like I was giving out the shows today, just DM me. I got bargains all over the place. (laughs) Talk to you soon. This episode of Lucas Tigers and Bronze was brought to you by hybrid grading approach. Take it from someone who has personally submitted thousands of cards for grading. HGA slabs just hit different. They're top of the line and color coordinated to match the card itself. The aesthetics are unrivaled in the industry. When paired with the ease of submission and the transparency of the pricing model, HGA stands alone as the best choice for grading your cards. I believe that once you try them out, you will agree. Thanks for listening, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, Do us a favor and like, subscribe. Eh, You know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.